Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode, one of this week's episodes of The X-Files. We are so excited. Are you excited, Janice? I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, I love talking about confidence, and um, I know that it's um, something that a lot of people struggle with, and it's something that I kind of consider myself to be good at, (laughs) shall we say, and um, yeah, I think we've got some really great information. So yes, I have been really looking forward to this one. Yeah, yeah, and so, I mean, you probably could tell from the title of the episode, but this is about regaining confidence after a breakup specifically. And this is something that has come up with pretty much every single client. Um, and it's, it's that kind of shock to the system, like throwing off your confidence after a breakup, because We'll talk about it. Yeah. So if you find (laughs) what we say helpful, we would Mm -hmm. love to know. And we would love if you would jot down some notes and put it into a lovely review on Apple Podcasts for us. Yeah. Are kind of taking things to the next level now Mm -hmm. that we've been doing this for several months now. And that will help us do that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Reviews make a huge difference. Uh, The only place I know of to review is Apple Podcasts because of course the reviews there get pushed onto every other site. So even Mm -hmm. if you're listening on Spotify, which I know is like most of our listeners. Yeah, that's where I listen. I love my Spotify, but I still (laughs) do go and I leave the reviews on Apple for my podcast. Yeah, so Um, I don't know what to do or what to tell you if you don't have an Apple account. So I I don't know. I guess if you don't, you don't. (laughs) We still love you. Head over to the DMs and, you know, let us know what you think there. But if you do have Apple, you know, that would also be great. We hear from people all the time about how much this means to them. And if you want to, you know, share the love a little further, that is a way that you can do it. So we'd be very, very thankful. So thankful. Yep. So with that, Without further ado, let's, Ooh, let's get, get into it. Into it. Yeah. So confidence. We could like literally talk about this all day or, you know, do like a 10 episode series. Perhaps in the future, mm-hmm. we'll do a perhaps, series perhaps. on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but this episode is going to be like very general confidence building. We're yeah, not going to get primer. like too deep into it yeah this is like the 101 course Um, (laughs) confidence 101 yeah so yeah so like I said before like so many of my clients have had this as a running theme in our sessions confidence in speaking up confidence in setting boundaries your self-worth lovability feeling like you have to earn love um have you found that too Yes, yes, absolutely. I think this is one reason why there are breakup coaches. And what I see is, you know, people who come to me are fairly self-reflective. And um, because they're so recently having gone through a breakup, they sort of feel like there must be something in them that needs fixing. You know, like they're Mm. overly aware of how their patterns show up. I do see a lot of people who kind of blame themselves for what happened. They want to do things differently in the future they need to they're trying to figure out what they need to do differently I hear a lot of like what's wrong with me is this and am I to this am I to that so they're being self-reflective which is what you I guess quote should do after a breakup but it's kind of in this really self-critical way and yes that's not very confidence building for sure yeah and I think that's like a uh, just a symptom of the fact that um, there's like internalizers and externalizers. There's people who blame themselves yeah. and see it as something mm. they can fix. And then there's mm. people who are like, everything that happens to them is someone else's fault. Um, yeah, that's and those true. people that's are true. not usually mm. coming to coaching. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. It's also why a lot of the literature about internalizers and externalizers is geared towards internalizers because externalizers are not very likely to 
to yeah, read it or listen exactly to it. <laughs> or just you know assume that there's something that they can do but it does have like negative consequences because oh yeah sometimes it isn't your fault mm-hmm. like there's not something you should change or anything like that there's not really or there's things that you can change no. that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you yeah exactly and when it comes to a breakup it's not never one person yeah. But a lot of people think that it that it is and that it was them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, no. And of course, if someone broke up with you, your system does naturally process it as a rejection. And that's one yeah. of the worst things to feel. And the logical brain does try and figure out why we were mm-hmm. rejected. You know, what did I do? Why didn't they love me? And of course, you blame yourself, you shame yourself, you judge yourself. It's yeah, doesn't feel good, doesn't really lead to um, good outcome. And if you were the one to end things, your confidence can still take a hit. So this is for both. I think it's just kind of different. If someone broke up with you, you're dealing with the rejection. But if you Mm -hmm. ended things, you could also be um, experiencing lower confidence because you're disappointed in it not working out. You might feel like you can't make a relationship work. You might feel like you really want love in your life, but you don't have it. And Mm -hmm. all of these things chip away at the confidence as well. Yeah. There's like, I think one specific thing I struggled with when I broke up with my ex-fiance was Mm -hmm. trusting my decision and trusting that I made the right decision. And I wasn't just this like lunatic out here, you know, like letting a great guy go. Right. Right. For no reason, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. that was like where my confidence was. I'm like, can I trust my observations? Can I trust what I feel in the moment? Um, And that, that really eats at your confidence. If you can't like trust the decisions that you make, you know? Yep. Uh, I, th- I think a lot of people talk about sabotage and you might be thinking, you know, did I sabotage, sabotage something good? Am I sabotaging exactly. my happiness? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Second guessing yourself for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then also for a lot of people, their self-worth depends on being in a relationship mm-hmm. and being in this specific relationship, you know, like being in a relationship can be kind of a status symbol. It can also give you a lot of like purpose, especially Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. you're, um, you know, wanting the marriage kids, et cetera thing, you know, it can feel like, well, shit, I was on this path. This is what I thought my purpose was, was Mm -hmm. to have a family. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, know, and if you're, maybe you're farther along, you know, age-wise than you want to be to have all of this um, still not taking place. And yeah, you can blame yourself for that uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if um, like, I think divorce too ties into this as well. There's like, oh no, like, I'm divorced and now you have like this label on you. Yeah. Um. I think, I mean, um, as a divorced person, I, I don't think it's as bad as it was. So yes. when you're first divorced, that's what you think is that yeah. there's a stigma and that you're now a divorcee. And so I, and that's what I thought it, for sure. But I'm, I can guarantee anyone who's getting divorced listening, the farther along you get, like no one really cares. You yeah. don't even think about it. It's not a label. <laughs> exactly. I actually check single when asked about relationship status not divorce like it it's not a thing it doesn't define you if you're thinking that way it's totally normal I was scared to even tell people I dated at first yeah no it's not a thing not a thing after a while yeah no I can imagine because I like I wasn't even divorced but I was like when do I tell someone I'm dating that I was like once engaged? Like, you know, I was like, no okay, cares. Fuck you. Like, you're fine. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, hey, we're 18 and up here. Say, say yeah. what you want to say. Yeah, say what you want. I just, you know, I don't tell myself fuck you that often. Oh, so. oh you told yourself. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I like, got it. Come okay, on, maybe man. It doesn't matter that, that much. Okay. And it really no, didn't. So, really doesn't. yeah, really no doesn't. one really cared either. They mm-hmm. were like, oh, Oh, great. Someone liked you enough to like yeah, do that. Exactly. <laughs> that like uh, reflects well on you. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, blaming yourself for the ending, feeling like things ended because you're not enough in some way will make the healing from the breakup so much harder. Um, and also 
allowing your confidence to stay in its low damage state, even if you're like, okay, I'm over them. I'm, you know, doing better. I'm not like pining for them. But if you haven't recovered your confidence and you start to date again, it's going to have ramifications. Absolutely. And this is what I definitely see. A lot of people who we interact with in our community and clients as well. They kind they often want to start dating quite quickly. I I'm sometimes surprised. And I noticed that it shows up immediately, the lack of confidence for sure. And not having confidence in the dating world, people just slow, you know, like slow it down. You don't have to do it right away. Like examine how you're showing up because um, if you don't have confidence, you're not going to attract people who are confident you know you could kind of have a bad chooser your judgment can be skewed a little you might be wanting to go for kind of the first person who you know kind of makes you feel good the first person who's into you um you can I really wish that I had a better word for desperate but there's a desperate (laughs) energy that you can put out there um that is not very attractive to people who are you know have a high vibration exactly um and you can just make decisions that lead to more heartache so yeah it takes worst case scenario someone can take advantage of you Mm -hmm. you yes uh, yeah absolutely yeah so you need yeah let's work on it before we get too too much out there Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think this like reminds me, we just did like a a Facebook live with Whitney who had been on the show. Um, It's on Janice's Instagram page if you want to go watch it. Yeah. So it was an Instagram live, not a Yeah, it was an Instagram. Oh, sorry. (laughs) You just said (laughs) an Instagram live. (laughs) And yeah, we talked about women making the first move and confidence and the energy that you're putting out really came up in that Mm -hmm. conversation. So that's a good one if you want to go and have a look. Yeah, I mean, this is a little off topic, but I think the point of it was that it's much more about your confidence in dating, not really who, if you or the other person asks out first. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's worth the time and effort for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's just one thing I want to clarify because this is where I always got tripped up with confidence because I'm like, I've got great confidence. I've (laughs) never thought that I had bad confidence because I'm like, yeah, I'm really good at stuff. I am totally capable. Mm -hmm. But I also felt very much like I had to earn love, etc. You know, like kind of like I had to be perfect in order for me to get good things in life um and so that brought brings up like the topic of self-efficacy versus worthiness so you can believe that you are capable highly skilled person with a lot to offer the world and be like Mm -hmm. yes I have good confidence but Uh then you can also still feel like you don't deserve things or that you have to constantly prove your worth or earn love and so there's like two types of confidence. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I was, like I was always so resistant. Cause I'm like, yeah, like I'll, you know, get the promotion. I'll do well on the job. I'll do these things. But I think it was like personal relationships where my confidence was lower. And I was, I was like actually kind of oblivious to it. I actually, <laughs> now that you're saying this, I've, I can absolutely say that I've seen this show up in my coaching you know, I will talk to people when they start saying these things about, you know, I need to figure out what's wrong with me. I need to. Yeah. Uh, and people use those words, really. And um, yeah. and then when I try and say, OK, so I think this is a matter of confidence. Oh, no, no, no. You know, like, I'm great. I, I know confidence. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But, yeah. It's the proving your worthiness to, you know, potential mates, which yeah. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't do if you if you're, you're you said it's your worthiness is higher. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. worthiness. Okay. Got it. Um, Yeah, like all of these words are very linked with just like kind of subtle differences. And, you know, we may have um, kind of different, those subtleties may differ person to person. It's not like we're all working off the same Mm -hmm. like Webster dictionary. So I like to throw in some of these other words that people may be using when they mean confidence in the way that we're talking mm-hmm. about it, they may be talking about worthiness or self-esteem or, you know, um, mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Things like gotcha. that. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think what we're saying is if you kind of think service level or you're, you're, you saw this episode and you thought, oh, confidence, I don't really need that. Maybe still give it a listen and yeah. kind of think about, well, how are you showing up in dating? Do you think that, you know, someone would be lucky to be with you? Do you think that you're um, an amazing partner? Do you think that you're, um, you know, worth being loved and yeah. that, you know, people will love you? Yeah. And then just like one more point that just popped into my head um, is, you know, when we label ourselves in a certain way, like, oh, I have low confidence or something like that. Um, it kind of like gets us stuck in the box. So if you are listening to this and you're like, yeah, I'm definitely someone who needs to work on my confidence, focus on the fact that you're working on your confidence yeah. and not the fact that there's something to be fixed or changed or something like that, or that I am a certain way. It's <laughs> like, right now you are experiencing a low confidence moment and we're working on building that up. Like yep. you're not stuck in, in a bucket. So, no. and also we got your back. We got some really, we good got you. Yeah. Speaking mm -hmm. of which let's move on to some action steps. Um, <laughs> so number one, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> Confidence has a lot to do with the stories that we tell ourselves and the meaning that we assign to neutral circumstances. And I say neutral because everything is neutral until we assign meaning to it. Okay. Um, so for this reason, mindfulness and thought work can really help an individual start to feel more confident in themselves. So, um, starting off with mindfulness, I just want to give you like it. one exercise to get you introduced to the mindfulness world. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So mindfulness is important because it will help you be aware of the internal dialogue that's happening all the time. And a lot of the times we just think that, well, we're not even thinking about the thoughts. We just have a thought and we accept it as truth, mm -hmm. but it's, it's not. So a good place to start with mindfulness is to start tapping into the difference between your thoughts and the awareness of your thoughts. So there's actually kind of two things happening simultaneously in your mind. A lot of people are not in the awareness of their thoughts a lot yeah. of the time. And especially after a breakup. Yeah, you're mm. just swirling thoughts and those thoughts are being assigned meanings, which are making mm. you feel a certain way, which are making you act a certain way, which we'll get into. But if we can become aware of our thoughts, you'll start to realize that you're kind of this bigger consciousness behind the thinking brain, um, which is really cool, actually. <laughs> so you are not your thoughts. Um, basically, the way I like to explain it is your brain is trying to keep you alive. So it's coming up with these wild ac accusations. It's just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks, because hopefully one of those things keeps you alive. So, um, you know, you you get to choose which one of those you act on yep um yep. and go from there but if you're not aware that this is happening you just take everything at face value and you're just like well I thought it, it must be true and it's not so um this has been described it could be described as like standing on the side of a highway and watching cars or standing um at a train station watching the trains come and go the thoughts are kind of like trains or cars i'll stick with trains um <laughs> you get it can be whatever you want so you're watching the unicorns pass by you um <laughs> so a train comes in a thought comes into your brain you're like okay cool that is a thought and you just acknowledge that it's there and then it continues on its way and it leaves your brain. Um, when you don't attach to the thought and you just acknowledge its presence, it passes very quickly. You don't have to get on every single train that comes into the station. This reminds me of what we talked about when we did the episode uh, a couple weeks ago on breakup brain and having the crazy ex feeling yeah. um, that we said you know, if you want to overcome the crazy ex feeling and not sending the angry texts, not kind of losing control that you can observe the thought 
rather than act on it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Observe the thought. So you're, you're this bigger thing behind the thoughts. The thoughts are, it's just your brain trying to keep you alive, running some programming. You don't have to open the file. (laughs) You don't. And it does take some work though. I mean, in the beginning, you feel like you don't have control over it, but with a little bit of practice, you'll be amazed that you ever thought that way. Yes. And Mm -hmm. also that's why they call it a practice. Like Mm -hmm. no one is a hundred percent at this. Like the freaking monk in the Himalayas, he's having thoughts during his meditation. He just doesn't attach to them. Um, It's just very good at letting them go quickly. And so, you know, like, yes, this will be really difficult at first. It'll get a little easier, but the thing that makes it easier is realizing that you have to think like your brain isn't going to stop producing these thoughts you just get to choose which ones you listen to yeah um so like when a thought comes into your brain it could be like i caused this breakup Mm -hmm. um you can identify it and say i notice i'm having the thought that i caused this breakup solely just me Or I need them, or yeah, will I, I ever love again? I made a mistake. I Why did them. yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the things. And just say, I'm noticing I'm having the thought that dot dot dot. And then watch that thought leave. You don't have to engage with it. You're just like, I noticed that I had that thought. And you repeat this for every thought that enters your mind for as long as you can. You can have like a mindfulness like moment you know you can go for a walk have like a you know a 10 minute walk and just try to be mindful don't listen to music or anything like that while you're walking instead just focus on this practice um and what this does over time is help you detach from your thoughts so you don't just get on that first train that comes your way or if you do find you've gotten on board which you will inevitably do like pretty often um you can recognize, oh, I started attaching to that thought. I started like kind of circling it and, you know, really like mm. obsessing over it. You can recognize it and you can get off at the nearest exit. Um, this can be just as challenging as not engaging the thought in the first place, like getting off of the thought, but like detaching from a train of thought mid transit is just as good of a skill to develop so don't be discouraged when your mind wanders you're doing it right your mind has to think it's okay it's totally normal you're not doing it wrong you don't have to beat yourself up just go oh whoops i started thinking about that more and more and more i'm gonna get off i'm gonna come back to myself come back to the awareness so yeah, this just gives you another opportunity to practice disengagement. So detaching from thoughts is difficult, especially for things that are triggering like a breakup. So yeah, people really struggle with, you know, obsessive cycling thoughts after a breakup as, as far as what went wrong, what I wish I would have said. And these, yeah, these are all things that don't, um, don't do much for the confidence. And so I, I think it's, yeah, wonderful practice. Yeah. So you're practicing mindfulness. You're starting mm-hmm. to become aware of the thoughts that you're having. Now you can start to choose which thoughts you attach to and you can start to rewrite those thoughts. Yes. So, yeah. So and this is you- why we're going to give some affirmations at the end, because mm-hmm. that if you can pick your favorite one that you're going to say to yourself during this practice that Claire's telling you about, you can rewire how you're thinking about yourself. Yes. Yeah. So the affirmations are great replacements for the, just like, um, for your programmed thoughts that just kind of come in without your bit of the monkey mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your monkey mind. So, um, what I'm going to explain next is the thought model. Um, so basically the concept is, is that circumstances happen and those circumstances lead to thoughts. The thoughts lead to feelings. The feelings lead to actions. The actions lead to results, <laughs> which leads to more thoughts, feelings, actions, results, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. But you can change how you feel, act, and your results in your life by changing your thoughts. Yes. So the circumstances, still the same. But if you can head it off at the pass and change the thought about the circumstance, 
then you'll feel better. You'll act better. You'll have a better life. So a great example of this is like changing. Um, I, I made a mistake quote Mm -hmm. to the relationship had an expiration date and it reached the Mm -hmm. expiration date. It wasn't your fault or their fault that just, you learned your lessons. Like, yeah, it was painful and it's sad to see things end, but it reached its expiration date that thought will cause you to feel more positively both about yourself and about the past relationship, which will help you act in a more forward thinking way, focusing on your future, on picking up new hobbies, on doing some coaching, doing some journaling. And your results will be that your life a year from now will look so different in such a positive way. Agreed. Uh, another one is, um, uh, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. You could tell yourself I'm in control of my future. Yes. I spoke about this in the Facebook group a couple of weeks ago is, Oof. you know, dwelling on what you wish you would have done rather than, you know, um, owning the fact that you're in charge of what happens next is completely yeah. different. It's still looking at your patterns, but yeah. it's a much uh, more positive, confident building way to do it. Exactly. Like I get to choose not to do that in the future. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's a big thing. So yeah. So mindfulness, become aware of your thoughts and then start changing them. That's my, my number one. That was a long number one, but. All right. We got it. Mindfulness. Um, Yes. And anyone listening, you know, you might want to listen to this a couple of times because um, yeah, it is um, kind of a lot to, a lot to take in and process, um, Mm -hmm. but it's really, really effective. Uh, for sure. So another way to build confidence. This is something that's been quite popular in our community. It's popular all over the internet right now, or social media rather, is journaling. We've got a handful of journal prompts to help you. So first of all, it might help to examine your relationship with confidence overall. So if you feel um, like this is something that you want to do and won't feel too overwhelmed or triggered, maybe taking a look at how was your confidence before the relationship? How did you feel like it was during and how do you feel like it is now? So having a little bit of perspective can maybe help and you can also kind of see where you are with things. Mm -hmm. If, you know, maybe your confidence was higher during the relationship than it is now, um, you know, you might have a little bit of work to do and journaling can help with that. Awesome. So a few more prompts to try. Um, oh, I've had I've had a couple of clients use this one recently. I make a great partner because I. This can be a little hard if your confidence is low, and so I actually have people email it to me, and I say it's got to be at least ten long. Take the week, and I want to see it because it can yeah. be a little overwhelming to think of how great you are when your confidence is suffering. But there are many, many things about you that are wonderful and you can come up with at least 10, I promise you. And then something that's similar, but actually um, different. (laughs) That was a dumb way to put it, but something that's related is what I love about myself is. So, and this is something else that I would probably have a client do. um, I don't know in what order, but I do think that they're different enough and confident building enough that I do also Mm -hmm. say I need to have at least 10 things. And then often if someone emails it back to me, I'll say, well, okay, um, this is wonderful. Let's get up. Let's get 10 more things. Mm -hmm. So how about this one? A sexy night alone would be, or a fun night alone would be write a couple pages about that. One of my favorite journal prompts I desire and just keep on writing for 10 minutes, all of the things that you want. It could be chocolate cake. It could be a promotion. It could be a vacation. It could be a nice sleep that night. Anything that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Another one, my perfect vacation would be, or maybe something that you could do now is um, my perfect covid free summer would be and (laughs) write about all the things you want to do this summer yeah so these are not just fun journal prompts 
because I'm telling you to write in your journal. (laughs) These actually are related to confidence, although it might not seem like it as I'm saying them, because when we start to believe in our ability to do things for ourselves and to ask for what we want, we will begin to take better care of ourselves then it will become easier to spoil ourselves. It will become Mm -hmm. easier and easier to ask for what we want because we know we deserve it. And we will begin to believe that we're worth all of it. Mm. So you don't, it's not all about just uncovering how wonderful you are. It's a big part of it, but it's also knowing that you're worth um, asking for what you want and that you deserve to get it. And that you can give it to yourself. You don't need someone else, like external. So journal prompts. Awesome. Yes. Highly recommend. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Journaling. Um, All right. So number three, forgive yourself. If you're, Mm. if you can grieve the breakup without attacking yourself, without blaming Like, you know, you can see places where you can improve and be like, I'm going to change that next time and be better in the future. But like, there's a difference between being aware of places you want to improve and attacking yourself over what you did wrong, you know? So it can really get you in a hole. It can. Yeah. And it doesn't change Mm -hmm. the past. It doesn't change the past. You can only change the the future. And, you know, being kind to yourself right now and being aware of these things, it will help your grieving process of being like, yeah, I see where I want to improve. I see what I'm going to change in the future, but you're not like, I am terrible. I'm worthless. Why would anyone want to be with me? Blah, 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 blah. You know, like you're not going to be able to grieve properly if you're just like hating on yourself the whole time. So it'll smooth the healing process. It'll make it go faster. The quicker you can start changing your inner dialogue about yourself. Yes, completely. No amount of hating yourself is going to, you know, change the outcome. So, or the past, I guess is what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So uh, separate how you perceive yourself from how others have perceived you, including your ex. There's nothing you can do about the past, what others have thought, what your ex has thought. There's nothing you can do to change someone's mind. Mm -hmm. Worrying about what others think especially your ex is just a perfect recipe for misery. This is also something that I've seen people get really caught up with as far as the cycling thoughts go is this, what others think. And it's just, it's one of the least productive things that you can probably dwell on. So because you can't try and um, (laughs) no, no, you have no power over that. You only have power over, you know, how much you love yourself, not how much others, you know, care about you or think about you. Yeah. Yeah. So extending off of that though, is to be compassionate to others as well, because when you can start to see like the best in other people, it becomes a lot easier to see that in yourself as well. And I think typically it it is that people are their own worst critic and things they would let go in a second if someone else did they will just like beat themselves up about over and over and over again but if you're conscious about being compassionate to others even if that was your default anyway you can then extend that to yourself and be like well if my friend told me this like would I be having would I say aloud the things I'm saying to myself right now Mm -hmm. would I be like like blah 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 and (laughs) tell like oh Janice you're terrible and like no one will love you like yeah yeah, it was your fault you mess things up I mean some friends do not good ones not good ones you won't Mm -hmm. be friends for long (laughs) yeah I mean no had it happen to me and I didn't talk to the people for years <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, yeah I mean and this goes right to the next point which is to say no to people who bring you down and make you feel bad about yourself yes so I mean they're out there 
Um, you know, even people who might be kind of cool otherwise, for some reason during a breakup, aren't that helpful. Yeah. You know, you, d- you need to kind of gauge things as you go. But, you know, you need to surround yourself by people who support you and who see the best in you. Yeah. People who are going to play the blame game blame game with you after your breakup just you know you need to create distance with for a while mm-hmm. I really really learned this after one of my breakups I've talked about it quite a bit I do I consider myself to have high self-worth and confidence always dance my own dance when it comes to life um but you know I was down and the people around me I it just it just seeped in and it yeah it got to me big time so if you're around negative people and you're already feeling down, you can internalize things, you know, before yeah. you know it. So be very, be very cautious. Yeah, totally. Say no. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just say yep. no. And you um, have the power, you know, regardless of how well you know the people, regardless if they're your family, you, it's still a choice. Yeah, it's, it's still, still a choice. choice. And you can draw a boundary and be like, I won't be around this person you know, for the next couple of months while I'm recovering from this. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also be compassionate and know that it's their own shit, you know, like the way they are acting towards you, it speaks volumes about the way they perceive themselves. Um, Most of the time people are just projecting onto you how they feel about themselves, but that doesn't mean you need to put up with it. No, Um, especially when you're struggling. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you can see how it's someone's own shit and be like, I will not be around that right now. So, yeah. I mean, and making even decisions like that can help with your confidence. Yeah. Because you are telling yourself that you have the ability to do it and then you're doing it. Yeah. And you realize that you don't die (laughs) when you set a boundary. (laughs) You're still here. Boundaries are so good for confidence for sure. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So yeah. Um, so number seven, confidence is built on small wins over time. So like a small win could be setting a boundary. Um, a small win could be like, I managed to change a thought to a different thought that I still believe that did make me feel better. Um, it could be like, I went to the yoga studio twice this week. Like these small wins build up over time and they start to have an impact on your confidence. So this could be like developing a new hobby, um, being just open to new experiences and new friendships, say yes to things. I mean, you don't have to say yes to everything. I don't like being like, say yes to everything for a week, you know, like, (laughs) I also think that that's kind of weird (laughs) advice. Yeah. I I always like, how is that a thing? Yeah. (laughs) Especially if it feels like a burden, you know, exactly. Say yes to something that maybe you're curious about or yeah. that you feel is pushing you outside your comfort exactly. zone in a good your way. Comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that's like, oh, I've always really wanted to try this, but like, there's always been a reason that mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, that I made up for myself, you know, those things where you're like, I would have usually said no, because like, yeah, what if there's exactly. too many people mm-hmm. or like, what if it, you know, I get, I don't know, like, <laughs> yeah, if you're overthinking things that yeah. you, so you would usually or, say no because of overthinking, say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, a good example could be um, that you maybe haven't gone and done something because you didn't want to go alone yes. or because your partner didn't want to go. So now go do it. Go do it alone. I mean, especially yeah. if it pushes you outside your your comfort zone, you know, go, yes. and, go and do something new. You know, something for some reason that came to mind is, you know, like doing a whiskey or a tequila tasting. Maybe, you know, your partner didn't yeah. want to do that, but you've been holding yourself back because you think that's a date thing. Just yeah. go and do it. Just go do it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So learning something new is also, and hobbies are things that I talked about on the loneliness episode. You know, it helps to take up time. Um, overcoming the learning curve as far as learning a new skill is obviously really good for confidence. Yeah. Really good. And yeah. um, like I said, it helps with loneliness. Adding a little bit of a routine into your day or week, it helps with follow through, which is also really good for confidence. 
Yeah. Um, learning something new or doing something new is really exciting, which is a really good emotion related to confidence. So it kind of has this circular effect when we do things that make us feel good and that show us what we're capable of. It all feeds into each other. Yeah. An upward spiral. Yep. Yeah. Um, just like building off of that, um, keeping, keeping promises to yourself, I think is, is huge for confidence. Um, because I think we're, we're, we're usually the first person we let down. You know, if you, if I told you that like, Hey, we're going to meet up on Saturday and we're going to go do this thing. I'm going to show up on Saturday. I'm going to do the thing. But if I just told myself I'm going to do this thing on Saturday, it's so easy to be like, well, it's not going to really work out right now. I'm going to, I'm going to not do it, you know, but no, it really matters that you break promises to yourself. So if you're going to set something, keep it. Um, because you do it once and you're like, hell yeah, I kept a promise to myself. I have been doing this 6am thing for the month of June Mm -hmm. and it it does, it makes me feel great. I have mostly kept to it. Um, as you know, I've been sick a couple days. I had my vaccine. Um, and so it, it hasn't been every day, which I did definitely allow myself that, but almost every day I've been up at 6am and I've had moments where I am like, you're killing it. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, look, early mornings are for everyone. Um, but I can definitely say, yes, it does help with the confidence a lot to keep promises to yourself. Totally. All right. Challenge yourself physically. I'm really glad you put this in here. I also would have. Yeah. It is huge. Like, you carry yourself physically through life. Literally you carry yourself. Yeah. And so when you start to have like physical wins in the gym or yoga or CrossFit or rowing or whatever, it has mental and emotional results as well, mm-hmm. because you are metaphorically overcoming something as well. And, uh, I always hear this quote, like, I don't know who said it, but, um, your body will get, uh, your brain will give out way before your body will. Um, like when you're working out or something like that, it's always your mind that's like, no, I can't do another rep or like whatever. But when you start to be like, no, I'm going to do one more rep, like don't go crazy, like, <laughs> but just go a little bit further than you've gone before. And you realize, oh my God, I have power over myself. I can push myself. I'm capable. Um, I'm worth doing this for myself um it really does have positive effects and the endorphins and yeah I was just gonna say the, the hormones really helps yep, yeah the chemicals are really great for confidence yes yes I completely agree exercise is wonderful for breakups and definitely for confidence as, as yeah. well uh, yeah make and maybe having some goals related to it um mm-hmm. could help So another way to build your confidence is make sure to stay um, connected with positive people, with good support, you know, get out there a little bit, surround yourself not only with positive people, but listen to them when they tell you how great you are. Believe Um, them. (laughs) And I was, and I added to this, you know, listen to us when we tell you how great you are. You know, if you haven't heard it today, I want you to hear it from us. The fact that you're listening to this podcast means that you're really dedicated to your healing. And I think that you're wonderful. So take that, you know, to keep you going for the next 24 hours (laughs) and believe us, believe other people. Believe us. Yes. Um, And finally seek help when you need it. I have to say like coaching um, also like seeing a therapist, those things can really help your confidence because you suddenly realize you're like, Oh, I'm not alone. Yeah. I have support. I'm actually pretty awesome. And sometimes having someone just tell you like, no, that's normal. You're not like this weird, like thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Especially when it comes to breakups, I, you know, I think maybe it it actually helps to have people, someone tell you that, you know, this is what, yeah goes through it's It's not you know it's not crazy one of the things 
that seeking help can help with is like, for instance, no contact. Like there's Mm -hmm. usually a moment when you break no contact and having someone there on your side, who's like, that's okay. That's human. But how did Mm -hmm. it feel when you did that? Okay. We're going to do better now. You know, instead of just being alone in your head, like I failed no contact. I'm terrible. Blah. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I feel like <laughs> now that was stupid. Yeah, completely. Um, we are, you know, cheerleading for people. I mean, mm-hmm. having your own personal cheerleader during a breakup yeah. is very good for your confidence. So, exactly. yeah, so hit us up. Yeah, for sure. Seeking help. There's nothing wrong with it. And it can only help your confidence, actually. So yep. Yep. yeah, that's what we're here for. All right. As we often say, a breakup is an opportunity to work on your confidence and improve the relationship that you have with yourself. The better your relationship with yourself is, the better your relationship with others is going to be. Absolutely. The more magnetic and attractive you are. I promise you. I mean, we haven't said this yet, and I guess it's kind of a cliche, but I actually think it's a cliche because it's true, and that is that confidence is the sexiest quality. It is the 100%. probably the best thing that you can have if you're getting out there. Yeah. That's how, how a person feels about yeah. themselves. Yeah. And, you know, if you're, you know, uh, in the future, you're, like, dating again, and someone doesn't like that you're confident, red fucking flag <laughs> red flag that, okay, if that's not a, a reflection or a deflection i don't know what is yeah, yeah like oh i'm sorry i want you to depend on me for your confidence um no. and i don't want you to do things that you enjoy and believe mm-hmm. that you're worthy like hell no, no get that, away from that person absolutely. run like if it will only be a turn on yeah if right well and if you're confident you will be able to just be like no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah exactly true confidence that's a test is a yes. true confidence yes so it like, does help uh, with making decisions in dating absolutely yes oh, so good so, so yeah all right we want to leave you with some confident building affirmations so i guess pen and paper or listen to this again um well you know we drop um affirmations on our feeds oh you can come to the facebook group we'll drop the whole list there yeah (laughs) we're on breakups broken hearts and moving on on facebook so uh, i guess do you want to take turns sure all right I am more than the person other people perceive me to be. I am kind to myself. I see the best in myself and others. I love the way I show up for myself. I have so much to offer. I am doing so well. I am thankful for myself and everything I am capable of. Put them around your apartment. Yeah. Choose, you know, your favorite one that you're going to repeat when you start to have the cycling thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can always, um, if you have words that mean more to you, use that affirmation. Like, you know, you can tailor these to your own things. And I just want to say, like, we talk about affirmations a lot, but they are so, so important. And it really does have an effect. It really does. Um, yeah. Like they've even done like studies on chronic pain and having affirmations like I am calm, I am comfortable, I am safe. Repeating things to themselves like that has helped chronic pain experiencers or patients less pain we so scroll back up because we did an episode on the power of affirmations during breakups a couple months back I'm not sure the episode number um though I'm gonna start keeping these in a little studio so I can reference them 30s I (laughs) think it was in the 30s a really great episode on affirmations and one of the studies that we cited was actually research that I think a back doctor had done 
Yeah. I mean, if there, if that's not proof, I mean, back pain. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone who has struggled with it. If a back doctor is saying that they're yes. effective, then I think yeah. there's something to that. <laughs> it is so huge. So, yeah. So, you know, use our affirmations or make up your own, but make sure they're positive and they're stated in the positive. So it's not like I don't right feel sad you mm-hmm. want to say i feel happy yep and we you go know? over all of that um, <laughs> in the episode as far as how to craft your own exactly yeah so we have we have like a a track for breakup affirmations mm-hmm. and then also just positive affirmations i think so we have a uh so a breakup affirmations and then a no contact affirmation oh yes yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah so you know if those sound like they'd be helpful to you we made them into like actual meditation tracks so you can just replay it over and over there's like some nice music in the background Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so that is for you you. we did it for you (laughs) it's for you it's for you and we Um, think that you're so great we love our audience thank you so much for tuning in if you want to hang out with us more often like i said head to the facebook group let us know what you've think in the dms and the reviews and you've got this yeah you have got this and we are here for you and we believe in you and we know you're just gonna totally kill it and run away with this and your confidence is gonna be off the charts yeah Yeah. baby (laughs) awesome well we will speak to your ears again very soon and talk to you soon Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lofthouse. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Janice Formicella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. And here's a preview of our next episode. You can love someone and still choose not to keep them in your life. This is this is my experience with loving someone and choosing not to have them in my life. Um, as you can imagine, uh, there's a reason why <laughs> he has the pseudonym Dumpster Fire. Um, together we were a dumpster fire. I had a lot to work on. But boy, did he have a lot to work on too. And together we were a hot dumpster fire. So many sparks, but at the end of the day, it's still burning trash.